0: Psalm 46 as our launching verse, and then we're moving on in this theme, He will meet you there. The Lord started dealing with me about this about two weeks ago. I was starting some meetings down in Georgia, and I said, Lord, that's not what I had planned, and, uh, but I listened to the Lord, and He has really opened up a whole world of preaching that I didn't plan on bringing. But I thank the Lord for that. And I hope it's been a blessing to you. Psalm 46 and verse number 1. The Bible says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That last statement is what we've been majoring on where God said to the sons of Korah, You see, these boys watched their parents go to hell alive. In number 16, the earth swallowed up those rebels against God. But here's some fine young men, Brother Reed, that made a tough choice and they went with God and they went with their dad and didn't go with their dad, rather. They went with God and they went with Moses and their hearts, no doubt, were broken as they stood there and their parents are gone. Well, God devoted 11 Psalms to these sons of Korah. I'd really love to preach on that. Maybe I will someday. But I want to look tonight at that last statement again, where the Bible says to the sons of Korah that God is a present help in trouble. I love to study words and phrases. And what that means is this. He will meet you there. I'm glad in our time of despair, in our time of broken hearts, I'm glad that God will meet us there. Quickly, I want to review where we've come. We found that He will meet you there in the place of pardon. You see, if you're lost tonight, if you'll just come to Jesus, ask Him for forgiveness, guess what? He will meet you there. We found that He'll meet you there in this matter of propagation. As long as we're about the gospel, as long as we're trying to spread the gospel and get people saved, He promised, Lo, I'm with you all way, even unto the end of the world, He will meet you there. Genesis 39 We saw the great temptation of Joseph and how as a 17-year-old handsome Hebrew boy, a slave in a foreign land, the temptation was overwhelming. But you know what? The Bible said four times in that text, the Lord was with him. And I'm glad in the time of provocation, in the time of temptation, He will meet you there. Last night we began a little subject of prayer. Not only just the subject of prayer, but prayer in a closet. What about that? God said if you'll enter into that closet, He that seeth you in that closet in secret, thank God He will reward you openly. And I'm glad that every time I've ever went in that closet... Went in that secret place and shut the door. Nobody could hear me. Nobody could see me. But thank God His eyes were on me. And He met me there. I want to go a little further in the matter of prayer tonight. If you would look in Matthew chapter 18. I want to catch two verses there. And then we'll move over to Acts chapter 12. Last night, it was prayer in the closet. Amen. That's a thought, isn't it? Prayer in the closet. But tonight, I want to talk to you about prayer in the church. What about that? Look in verse number 19 of Matthew 18. Again, I say unto you. Now, let me stop there. Anytime you find the word again, spoken from the mouth of our Lord Jesus Christ, it means it's a discussion that He's already had with them before. Preachers, let that encourage us not to be afraid to be repetitious. Vain repetitious is worthless, but there are good repetitions. Did you know the things you know well? You know well because of repetition. Jesus said, Again I say unto you. Now that lets me know, read, whatever he's getting ready to say, this is not the first time he's discussed it with them. Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name there, am I in the midst of them. It's what we call prayer agreement. It's almost forgotten in our society of religion. When I grew up, the term prayer agreement was well known among the saints of God. And it was well known among them because they depended on this so much. You see, it's one blessing to be able to pray in secret, to be able to pray in private, to know that it's you and God. But then there's another blessing beyond that, is when we join with our brother and join with our sister in prayer before God. Do you see it in verse number 20? For where two or three... Are gathered together, that's in prayer agreement, look what happens. There am I in the midst of them. He said if two or three of you will get together in prayer agreement, I'll meet you there. I'm so thankful I've watched this happen down through the years, time after time, how God honors the prayer of agreement when God's people are agreeing together. Friends, do you know why Satan fights this church so hard and fights Redemption Road Baptist Church so hard in the matter of discord and broken harmony? It's because as long as we are divided, we cannot agree in prayer. You see, Satan trembles when we are in agreement. Satan trembles when we get rid of the discord and we get rid of the animosity. We get rid of all of the broken harmony and say, I'm putting this foolishness behind me. i got brothers and sisters that need me and we need to join together in holy prayer. Satan hates it. I'm telling you, Satan hates it, but Jesus loves it. He loves it so much, He said, I'll meet you there. If two or three of you will just agree together, He said in verse 20, He will meet you there. As a boy growing up, I heard these terms a lot. My dad who's in heaven, I've heard as a boy hear men come up to my dad. My dad was a godly, spirit-filled deacon. He didn't even have a high school education, but he was a spirit-filled man. My dad learned to read. By reading his Bible. What about that? The Lord taught him to read by learning to read the Bible. He only had a third grade education. But I can remember as a boy, men in the church coming to my dad and say, Brother Roy, I got a burden. I got a problem. I got something heavy on me. Brother Roy, would you agree with me in prayer? I can hear my dad say, Oh, yes, I will. He said, just let me know when God brings it to pass. Dad never said one time, let me know if God brings it to pass. He always said, let me know when God brings it to pass. There's power in agreement. I said, there's power in agreement. My little mother, Joy Anderson, Roy and Joy, kind of like Aquila and Priscilla of the New Testament, They were great helpers of God's men. They were great helpers of God's work. And my little mother, I can see in my mind's eye coming to my mother and say Sister Joy we got a burden we got a problem Uh, would you agree with us in prayer and mom would say yes I will and I've watched God do miracles when I was a boy now if you don't believe what I'm preaching you're way too late to try to get me convinced of something else because I've watched God move in prayer agreement I'm just about to get excited about this thing of prayer agreement. I stand here tonight alive and able to preach again because of prayer agreement. People in this church prayed for me. People in other churches prayed for me. I'm here to tell you God's not gone out of business. And when we agree together in prayer, God will bring it to pass. I'm trying my best to preach, but y'all won't let me. Look in Acts chapter number 12. I want to show you, last night I showed you prayer in a closet. But tonight I want to show you prayer in the church. Woo! Last night I showed it to you secretly and privately. But tonight I want to show it to you publicly and openly. As God's people take one another's hands and say, We're gonna tie in, we're gonna bind ourselves together, we're gonna watch God do a miracle. I'm fixing to read you about a miracle that most folks would not believe, but I'm preaching tonight. I call myself FBO for believers only. Now, if you're not a believer, I can't help you. But if you're a believer, you're about to get blessed so much, it'll make your socks roll up and down. Say amen. I'm telling you, God's not gone out of business. And our God is on the throne. How many of you want to read a wonderful story about a church that was praying? What happened when a church got to praying? Look in verse number 1. I'll read about 17 verses. It won't take but a minute or so. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. Verse 2, it's getting serious. And he killed James, the brother of John with a sword. Now that's James of the sons of thunder. That's James... Of the inner circle, Peter, James, and John. Can you imagine? They executed James in verse number 2. You see, Herod was a politician in verse 3. You know how I know? Because he saw it please the people, or pleased the Jews. He proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quarterings of soldiers. That's 16 soldiers. To keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. The only time you find the word Easter in the Bible, they're killing preachers. What do you think about that? Verse number 5. Amen. And by the way, I'm not going to fuss about terms, but I don't ever celebrate Easter. I celebrate the resurrection. Amen. I'm not going to celebrate killing preachers. I'm going to celebrate the resurrection. And please don't get mad at me. I don't celebrate it once a year. I celebrate it every Sunday. Because he got up on resurrection morning. Every Sunday's a celebration day. Can someone say amen? Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Peter therefore was kept in prison. But prayer was made ceasing of the church unto God for him and when Herod would have brought him forth the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison looks like Peter's in a pickle say amen and behold the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. Can I stop here, FBO? For believers only. For believers only. Whoop! Did that did you get that, FBO? And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, bind up thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. Now, don't get mad at him. When they were past the first and the second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, at which opened to them of his own accord. F-B-O. F-B-O. I don't believe it. This is for believers only. Woo! I'm about to get excited, Read, And they went out (laughs) and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. Now there stands Peter by himself. Look in verse 11. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. woo Where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came, a young girl, to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, I want to preach on that, Brother Daniel. She knew Peter's voice. You say what you want to, but these children growing up around preaching, they know the preacher's voice. Hey, when Peter was out there knocking, she knew his voice. Our children know the voice of preaching. There's a lot of children growing up without a preacher. Growing up without preaching. my Our children need Holy Ghost anointed preaching. Hallelujah. My little seven year old granddaughter was sitting in a meeting of mine the other day about where Brother H.C.'s at. And she had her Bible open. And I was telling all kind of Bible stories in my sermon. She loves Bible stories. I had her attention. And she heard Papa's voice. I don't ever need to quit preaching. My my grandkids need to hear that voice. I say, thank God, Brother Jimmy, Brother Daniel, keep on preaching. Keep the hammer down. There's a little rhoda out there. Rhoda means a rose. A sweet little flower. There's some sweet little children, some sweet little flowers in our house of God that need to hear the voice of preaching. I wasn't going to say all that. But the Bible said when she knew Peter's voice, to God, she opened not the gate for gladness that's about like a little girl ain't it? man she was so excited she forgot to open the gate but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate and they said unto her thou art mad Rhoda you've lost your mind Peter ain't out there he's in jail we're praying that he'll get out <laughs> Woo! I'm about to get excited But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, It is his angel. (laughs) (laughs) FBO. But Peter continued knocking. When they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But he, beckoning unto them with the hand to hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, go show these things unto James and to the brethren. That's the other James. And departed and went into another place. These 17 verses are supercharging me tonight. And I want to just talk to you a little bit about this matter of church praying. How he will meet you there. The first thing I want to show you tonight in this text, I'm moving quick, but I want you to notice In verse number 6, it's really unique here. The Bible says when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was pacing back and forth and ringing his... No, it don't say that, does it? It said Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains. What about that? How can a man sleep? with two old soldiers, one on each side. How can a man sleep when he's got chains on his hands and chains on his feet? How can a man sleep when he's going to be executed in the morning? i tell you how. First of all tonight, his people... In the process, I've never faced anything that God didn't give me peace in the process. Now folks, nothing ain't happened yet. He's still chained. He's still in prison. But guess what? He decided it'd be a good time to take a good night's rest. Right there between two soldiers right there in that inner prison behind an iron gate behind iron bars I'm glad God can give you peace I don't know where you're headed I don't know what you're going to face but there will be peace in the process have you found peace in the process hallelujah I can preach all night about peace Jesus said in John, 7, peace I leave with you. you see, and then take my peace away. He said, I'm going to leave it with you. I'm glad He left it with me, not as the world giveth. He said, Now, my peace don't come in a needle. My peace don't come in a bottle. My peace don't come in powder. Thank God, my peace don't come in some liquid drug my peace is not as the world giveth said the Lord I'm so glad I got peace beyond what the world knows are you glad you got peace tonight verse number 6 there was peace in the process but number 2 look in verse 7 we see that his presence was in the prison now notice in verse 7 and behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. Now, friends, you can just say what you want. This place is dark. At best, they might have a lantern, but man, it's dark now. There's no light shining. But when the angel of the Lord showed up, that place lit up like a light bulb. The light of God shone. Into that prison. And the Bible said, Look at this, when the angel of the Lord showed up, shone the light in there. And let, let me stop here. I got to stop here. Sometimes, while you're waiting for a miracle, sometimes before your miracle comes, God will shine a light. You know what that light is? It's an indicator that He's on the scene, it's an indicator for you not to quit. It's an indicator for you not to give up. Well, that's the case here. The light shined, Brother Daniel, and it let everybody know that God's on the move. We'll look at verse 7. And He smote Peter on the side and raised him up saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. He said, get out of them pajamas. Get your britches and shoes on. We're fixing to get out of here. I'm talking about an impenetrable prison. But God can get in it, and God can get Him out of it. You say, preacher, I'm in a bad place. God can get in it, and God can get you out of it. I said, He will meet you there. He said, cast thy garment about thee and follow me. You ever notice God's all about putting on clothes? You ever notice that? Whoop, whoop, say amen. Glory to God, FBO now. And he went out and followed him. And wist not that it was true, verse 9, which was done by the angel, but thought that he saw a vision. But I want you to notice in verse 10 his power in this passage. The Bible says, And when they past first and the second ward now let's let's think a minute here's peter following the angel of the lord i'm going to tell you a little bit who i believe that angel is okay whoop hallelujah to god oh yes don't get nervous but the bible said brother jimmy they went past the first and the second ward Here's here's Peter trying to get his shirt on, trying to follow that angel of the Lord. And he's thinking, man, there's soldiers at that first ward. There's soldiers at that second ward. We're going to be in trouble when they see us. But Peter followed the angel of the Lord right past that first ward. Can you see Peter looking over at them soldiers? It's like Peter's disappeared. It's like he's invisible. It's like the soldiers can't see him. I can see Peter looking back. Why aren't them guys trying to arrest us? i tell you why. This is FBO. He goes past the second ward. There's another gang of soldiers. And Peter thinks, here we go again. Surely they'll see us. But they didn't see him. And when they finally got past the first and the second ward, the second group of soldiers... Look at this now. They came to the iron gate that leadeth unto the city. Now, have you ever been in a place of business and step on that pad and those doors open? You know where they learned that from? They learned that from the Bible. But they didn't have no electricity. You say, Preacher, I can't believe that a big old iron gate just opened by itself. Well, FBO, this is for believers only. They have left the prison, brother Jim. When they got to the big iron gate, the Bible said it just opened. It opened to them of its own accord. And it was in verse number 10 that the angel disappeared from Peter. Now, Peter is headed to Mary's house, the mother of John Mark. And if you'll notice in verse number twelve what happens next. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. Now look now, Peter's at the gate at the door of her house, and as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. Now, let me just stop here. You'll miss this if you read it too fast. Why did Rhoda go out there? The Bible said she went out there, she came to hearken. She hears all them people praying that Peter will get out of jail. So she says, well, somebody better go out there and meet him at the, That's why she came. The Bible says she came to hearken. She came to listen for that knock on the door of the gate. Well, when the Bible said, look at it now, and when Peter continued knocking, and the Bible said, let me back up to verse 14, let me get that again. Let me get 13 again. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, She opened not the gate for gladness. She got so excited, she ran back in, forgot Peter standing out there, and told how Peter stood before the gate. Now look in verse 15 and 16. Here is God's people, God's people being pessimistic. God's people with a lack of faith. Now if you're waiting for me to really heavily criticize them, I'm not going to do that. God showed me. The Bible says, In verse number 15, And they said unto her, Thou art mad. You're crazy, young lady. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Now look at what Peter said. He didn't chew them out either. And I'm going to tell you why he didn't chew them out. I'm going to tell you why he didn't scold them for a lack of faith. But he beckoning unto them, that means gather on in, I want to talk to y'all. The Bible said, Beckoning unto them with his hand, hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord, the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, Go show these things unto James and to the brethren. And he departed and he went into another place. Now I've heard these saints criticized all my life. Here y'all are praying for something, and God does it, and you don't even believe it when He does it. And you know that that does look like the case. But Peter didn't criticize them. You know why Peter didn't criticize them? Because did you notice when he came out of prison, he was thinking, "Is this real?" That's what he said. He said, maybe this is a... He didn't even believe it himself. It was happening to him and he didn't even believe it. Well, I'm not preaching to super saints. I'm not preaching to super duper Christians. You know what we are? Just regular people. Just like these people. Brother Reed, these people did have a lack of faith. But nowhere are they rebuked for it are they reprimanded for? You know why? Because sometimes, come on, let's, let's knock off the halo a minute, okay? Yes, come on, let's don't act so super duper. Yes, sometimes we pray, and we pray, and we pray, and we lose faith, and sometimes we're just praying and going through the motions and we've lost faith, yes. but we keep trying, and we keep praying, And then ultimately God brings it to pass. And come on, be honest. There's been times God brought it to pass for you and you were surprised. Come on. There were times God brought it to pass for you And you were astonished. God didn't rebuke you for doubting. God didn't rebuke you for having a lack of faith. I tell you what God's looking for. He's looking for a praying church that's in agreement. We're not perfect. And we may falter. And we may have a lack of faith. But just keep on praying. Just keep on praying. That's what they did. And God brought it to pass. Hallelujah. I love that verse. Brother Jimmy, I consider him and Teresa great friends. I just love them so much. Jimmy, I appreciate Pastor and First Lady. Aren't they great people? You know, brother, we could tell all kinds of stories. I could let Reed tell the story about that Sunday that he brought us all together and agreed for a cancer issue with Brother Jimmy. And I'm just telling you, God did it. God did it. See, God can do it. I could preach on that or let Reed preach on that. But you know, it wasn't long ago that Pastor told me, said, Brother Don, he said, my kidney numbers keep going forward. And every time, Go to the doctor, Sean. It's, it's probably going to be dialysis. And Brother Jimmy would say this, Paul. He'd say, Doc, let's hold off. The church is praying. We're praying. Uh, but the doctor said, Now listen, Pastor Woods, I respect you for that. But these numbers do not go backwards. If they ever go forwards, they never go backwards. Backwards. Brother Jimmy says, I understand that, doctor. But just give me a little more time. You see why he was wanting more time? Verse number 5. While the numbers are going forward, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And if you don't know the end of this story, last time he visited the kidney doctor, He said, Pastor Woods, this don't happen. But your numbers are going backwards. This just don't happen. This is for believers only. I said, God can run the numbers backwards. Well, he's visited the kidney doctor a time or two since then. And they say, your numbers have stabilized. Aren't you glad that God can move When the church prays, when the church prays, He will meet you there. When the church prays, He will meet you there. See, how many of us it take to get in this slot, get in this category? Two or three, that's all it takes. All it takes, two or three. Do you have a burden tonight? Do you have a battle, a problem? Why not go to a brother or sister? take them by the hand say hey I got something heavy on me would you agree with me would you agree with me in prayer and I'm telling you when we start agreeing in prayer brother H.C. when we start agreeing in prayer he will meet us there as we stand